0: Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, Sean Morgan. And today we have a great show for you. We're going to interview Josh Reed. Uh, he's a an old friend from my YouTuber days, and he's a veteran who has served, you know, just under 10 years in the U.S. Navy. He witnessed firsthand the horrors of human trafficking, and he founded the Red Pill Project. After experiencing, you know, censorship and all the problems with propaganda, he just wanted to do something about it. He's been an investigator for 20 years. And so I'm really happy to welcome Josh to the show. How are
1: you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you doing, man?
0: Doing great. Yeah. I can't wait to dig into this stuff. I mean, these are just crazy times, this whole Afghanistan debacle. I want to get into that. I want to get into the vaccines, but you and I, you know, we both started on YouTube talking about the Q posts mm-hmm. and you were, you know, your military background, you have a whole uh, bunch of contacts that you use. You guys were decoding things together, doing kind of a hive mind kind of thing. So, uh, what happened with that? How have things evolved from your decoder days into your podcast now? And uh, what what are you thinking about uh, the influencers in the Q community now? And uh, where are you at with the Q Q operation?
1: Well, it, it's kind of interesting. I got uh, involved in that in late 2017, right after it initially came out. And there were some some red flags initially when it came out from 4chan to the 8chan conversion. Um, but I followed it. And then there were certain events that came about Uh that really validated and hit it home for me that this was legitimate in the sense that whoever this was, was connected somehow to Trump. Um, Doesn't legitimize everything that was happening or legitimize all the claims, but it was someone who was connected to Trump in some way, shape or form. Um, Now, in hindsight, looking back on it, because after, you know, after the last postings occurred, it kind of went silent and people kind of felt abandoned for a little while. Um, But As of January of 2021, actually about November 2021, we started coming out on our show um, on redpills.tv and talking to people and telling them that what was actually happening is that what Q was, and don't take this the wrong way, but it was a psychological warfare campaign meant to wake people up through ideological motivations. All right. Like Christianity, Republican, conservatism. Conspiracy, so forth. But it was meant as a positive campaign to wake people up. And so what you have that's distributed over the three years of Q's existence is you have certain bits of information that – Pertain to the current date, the current timeframe of things that were going on. Then you have information that pertains to future events, which we would call the playbook of what the cabal, the deep state, were going to perpetuate on mankind. Now, this is interesting because if you go back to, I think it was October 2017, and, Q, and uh, Trump met with all the generals, you remember when he did this? You all know what this means? This is the calm before the storm. Now, you have to understand that words matter. Words Matter okay now the word calm c a l m okay that is an emotion it's a feeling but if you sound it out it actually he's saying is the calm before the storm the c o o the c o m m the communication before the storm and so we all thought that the storm was the patriots fighting back but guess what it wasn't the storm was the storm is what's about to come. It's the dark winter. It's the fall that is occurring right now with everything that's happening. Q is preparing us for what happens after Trump. And Trump even told us, this is the calm, the communication before the storm. And this is why the future proves the past because you have to think mirror when you look at everything that happened in the Q community. Okay. Now, I want everybody to take this in the context. Um, soon they will they will not be able to walk down the streets. We always thought in that current day that they were talking about the cabal. But no, they're talking about those who are unvaccinated. Maybe. Yeah, that's another angle. Well, if you start looking at it, if you look at everything in a perspective of a mirror, Q was giving us their playbook in reverse order. Everything is Wonderland. Okay. Everything here that we're talking about is occurring now, and it's unfolding within this propagated echo chamber narrative right? That the deep state likes to do. This is, this is what we do on my show is I've been saying that everything that's been happening the last six months, I've been calling spot on since November. I said exactly what was going to happen. I said, in January, I said, watch, you're going to have what we call a firestorm event. All right. A firestorm event basically means is that the deep state, the cabal, there are holding ammunition. Okay. It, for instance, Jobless claims are rising every week. This means that more and more people are entering unemployment that never been on unemployment before, right? Okay, you have inflation. Inflation is increasing drastically. Yet we have the highest stock markets in, in history. The housing market is freaking booming. None of this makes any sense. We have radical spending from the federal government that's is gonna cause us eventually to go bankrupt, okay? But we have bubbles forming. And these bubbles are weapons that can be utilized just like they were in 2007 and 2008. Okay. So that's a financial economic storm. Then what we have is we had these cyber attacks and this comes before, you know, the cyber polygon event with the world economic forum. Right. And we had these cyber attacks on us grids, us electrical grids, infrastructure and supply chain. Okay. This is critically important to understand because what happened in Texas back in February. Okay. That wasn't a cyber attack. That was an Accident that occurred, and guess what? We're going to come into a very, very dark winter here. And events like that are going to happen all the time. Now we're having weather manipulation all over the place. We have uh, Hurricane Ida that's coming and making landfall right now. We have uh, fires all throughout the world. Right? These are all weapons in their arsenal. We have to understand that what these people are going to do is they're going to they're going to produce this mass ammunition, this mass barrage of events on Americans, on the people throughout the world. To basically make them poor, in fear, hungry, and homeless. Because if you are all those things, you're not worried about what your government's doing. You're not worried yeah. about what's unfolding in the world. You can actually
0: look at what's going on in Australia right now. That's their playbook. That's what they want to have happen in the United States.
1: But it's a lot harder to do it here than it is in Australia. They're disarmed there. Well, we're we're dealing with some very dark magicians. I've studied the world of esotericism, occultism for well over 25 years. And there's there's what we call white hats and there's dark hats or black hats, right? There's black magicians. And then there's those who, who practice, who practice a a light based magic that is very, very beneficial that guides with natural law. And what we're dealing with right now are black magicians. These people are evil, but you know how they do their evil. They cast a spell of ignorance. And I mean that with all respect to everybody out there, because here's the thing. I started the Red Pill Project. The Red Pill Project is about decentralized news, media, and information. You can find us at redpills.tv. Now, here's the key is I started it because I got censored off of YouTube. I got censored off of Patreon. I got censored off of Facebook. Hundreds of thousands of followers, millions upon millions of views. They deleted me in one night. I came back and I distributed my content. I, I started decentralizing everything. And I came up with a model that, you know what? Never believe anything anybody says, no matter who they are, what authority they hold, whether it's the Pope, whether it's Trump, whether it's Joe Biden or or a, a pastor or a, a professor, I don't care who it is. You never believe anything anybody tells you unless you can prove it with your own research and your own volition, backed up by your own belief system. You have to dig in because you never blindly accept anything anybody ever says. And I don't care who they are. They're your best friend. Never believe anything anybody ever says. You have to go out and you have to test it for yourself. You have to use that lip test yourself, man. You got to go out there. And this is what I've learned from being in this whole arena, arena the last two years is that you can't trust anybody. Trump realized you can't trust anybody. He was getting backstabbed every day that he was in office and he fought and he fought for us hard. And what they did is at the last moment they removed him and his staff turned their backs on him. Right. So what we have going on right here is we're moving into what I would say is what Q was calling right. Wonderland stuff is about to get incredibly weird. Things, are about to happen really, really fast. We have the resurgence of the virus. We have max fascination campaigns, which don't make any sense. And we can get into that whole thing. I don't know if you're able to talk about that on the show. Um, We we have to stream off of YouTube. So we know you're able to
0: say whatever you need to say on the show. But you you said that the deep state's been holding on ammunition, but it's not just them who's been holding on. I mean, the White Hats also have their storm coming, right? I mean, they've been holding on to Durham. They've been holding on to Clinton Foundation investigation. They've been holding on to the audits and, and, and Stop the Steal. Uh, you know they've got hopefully control over the military. Hopefully there's devolution, and uh, and they they have some authority left in the in the military industrial complex to take things uh, in their own hands if they need to. Uh, so so don't you think there's going to be a storm on both sides, not just the deep state uh, having their
1: way with the people? Hope don't pay the bills, man. You know what? I look at hard data. I look at evidence. I look at what I'm seeing. I look at how things are progressing. And right now, at this very moment, I and and they they call me they call it Doom and Gloom Mondays on my show because Mondays is typically the day that it's Doom and Gloom, right? We have all the news from the weekend, and I bombard them with it. But it's been what seven, eight months since the election, right? What have we seen come forth? Like, look, I respect these guys that are working for this. I actually am in direct contact. With the team that is working on all um, the, the election audit information directly involved in this. Okay. Uh, I know all these people. I'm in connection with them. I mean, we had Josh Barnett and Dave Jose on our show just last week and sent to talk about Arizona. Um, and they're doing great jobs in Arizona. They're doing awesome jobs in Arizona. But here's the thing is Arizona is going to come out and it's going to validate voter fraud occurred in Maricopa County. Now, is that going to overturn the election? No. Is that going to overturn the electors in Arizona? No, it's one county, right? What that's going to do is that's going to produce a cascade style event. But here's the thing. The deep state, they already have the counter narrative set in place. And you know, I I love the people that are organized out here, right? Um, They're doing really good things. Uh, Mike Lindell is out there. He's got the cyber symposium and everything going on with this, right? My question to him is release the damn information. Make it public. Show it to the world. Release it to everybody. Hey, if we got the router information, we have the pcap information. Release it to the world. There's no harm done if you do that. There's no NDAs that are freaking breached. There's you know nobody's gonna yell and scream and say that you broke the law or anything like that. Just put it out there. Let cyber experts analyze it and let the world see the truth. It's been seven months for goodness' sake. Let's see it already. I mean, I can tell you from my my viewers, and we got a lot of viewers over on our platform, they're sitting there going, what the hell is going on? Some of them were at the cyber symposium. They're like, what the hell is going on? Where's this information? How many times is this going to happen? Release it. And that's what I'm saying, is let's put all this out in the public. You know, yeah. When do you expend ammunition? You expend it when you're ready to attack. Okay, I understand that. But the election audit information, what we were just talking about, Sean, we were talking about this off camera is there's certain things occurring. See, they have to hold on to the ballots, the physical ballots. And this is what Donald Trump warned us about. If you remember this, Donald Trump warned us they're going to steal the election with mail-in ballots. He never said they were going to cyber steal the election. He never said they're going to use hammer and scorecard, right? If you actually go back to the Q post and look at this, what did Q originally show us about hammer that led us to hammer and scorecard? Do you remember which post it was? Uh, You you were
0: mentioning the the Santa Claus hammer.
1: The Santa Claus. Santa Claus is a fictitious character. It's a lie that we tell the people. That's how Q operates. Q warned us. What if there was no – so I worked in cybersecurity for three years. I was a chief operating officer of a cybersecurity company out here in Denver. We actually negotiated for state contracts, all right? And one of the contracts that we negotiated for here in the state of Colorado was to basically implement their SIM, okay? Now, a SIM is basically a data aggregator. It captures all that information prior to coming into the routers and so forth, right? And it logs it. Now, if something comes in from a foreign entity, that SIM is going to actually send that over to the SOC, the Security Operations Center, and raise a red flag. Hey, we got cyber intrusion. We have a foreign actor. Well, guess what? That didn't happen in the majority of the states who actually have them because you would have heard about it. Chris Krebs wouldn't came out and said we had the most secure election in the world. I'm starting to think this was all one big setup, that the deep state set us up with the bait of hammer and scorecard, right? Of the cyber intrusion to make us think about it. Oh, well, let's, let's, let's wait for all this information to come out, right? And then at the I same know. time-
0: I, I personally never, never- cared about focusing on foreign interference or cared about focusing on the cyber aspect. I mean, Good. any any data scientist could just take a look at the numbers and, and just say, well, this is just obvious fraud. I mean, and then you can look into all the various ways. I mean, you had uh, Trump's own advisor, Peter Navarro, made a whole report which explained that the way they stole the election was not with one way. It was with every way. It was yep. a death by a thousand cuts. So, yeah, you're right. I think uh, the 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 right could have focused more on our uh, our narrative instead of focusing so much on cyber and mm-hmm. so much on foreign interference. How about we focus on the fact that it was stolen in a lot of different ways? And let's That's just it. move forward with the audits. So I'm really looking forward to the audit results in Arizona. Yes, of course, I, we I don't am think too. it's going to result in, in, in fraud being obvious. And then and then what's the war game after that? Is it that, you know, goes to the state Supreme Court? Does it go to the federal Supreme Court eventually? If those you know, institutions refuse to do anything about it, is the military going to step in? What are the people going to do? Because I don't think that millions of people that voted for Donald Trump are just going to sit back and say, oh, well, I guess it can't be overturned. You know, what about the military? Are they just going to lay down and, and let, uh,
1: you know, Beijing Biden just uh, take over? Um, yeah, you know what, as it looks right now, the, the, the debacle that just happened in Afghanistan, if there are not general officers out there right now that aren't meeting in private down by the docks with no cell phones near them and talking about what to do, then I would be surprised they better be because this is a dangerous situation that America is in right now. And it's about to get even more dangerous as we move into the fall. Um, you know, one last word on the the election. There, um, states back up their ballots with digital copies. They take pictures and they digitize them, and they destroy the actual physical copies. The window for us to actually contest those physical ballots, the majority for first, well, a lot of the states, was November fourth, the February. But now, they're I mean, required to keep
0: the digital ballots for like a, that's right, a year. the
1: digital ballots. So what do they do with all the manipulated ballots? Oops. Trust me. Now, secondly, or check it out yourself. But secondly, we go into February. In the state of Colorado alone, Dominion Voting Systems went in and did new images and firmware upgrades on all the Dominion Voting Systems. Now, that would seem to be illegal. But guess what? They got approval by Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, who is about as uh, you know corrupt as Joe Biden. So- This is getting interesting and people saying that we need to just wait to 2022 and take it back. Look, if we don't have the sanctitude of our elections, if we don't have integrity in our elections, there is no 2022. This is what, you know, What steal 2022. (laughs) Well, you know what will happen in 2022? This is my prediction for what's going to happen in 2022 is that the Republicans are going to have a red wave. They're going to take back the Senate. They're going to take back the house. They're going to take over a lot of state houses. And the Democrats are going to come out and they're going to scream voter fraud and they're going to get audits and their audits are going to show voter fraud. I'm telling you, this is how they operate. Projection. Exactly that. And we got to be prepared for everything that comes out of left field. But, you know, moving forward, let's look at the fall. Let's look what just happened in this debacle in Afghanistan where American lives were killed. I'm a veteran. I didn't serve in Afghanistan. I didn't serve in Iraq. I was down in the South Pacific. I was doing maritime interdiction for drug traffickers and human trafficking. Okay, I was a a 20 year old kid from uh, Western New York who joined the Navy, wanted to go see the world. And, you know, next thing you know, we're fishing dead bodies out of the ocean. We're finding, you know, barges with no coverage sitting on the, the equator. Okay, so if you can imagine a big gray barge sitting on the equator, about 140 degrees on the surface and you have children five years of age to 13 years of age, some of them pregnant, some of them already, you know, gone. They've been sitting out there for two weeks. And what happens in South America, and I don't know if people understood this, is that there was no ever physical deterrent to keep people away from the United States. People always heard that the border's open, you can walk over, and that there's people there that'll help you. And so what would happen is these these, um, cartels would work with fishermen, and they'd give fishermen extra money, and the fishermen would go to the parents of the town, and they would recruit children. And the fishermen would go in there, and they'd say, you need $250, and that was their fee. And they would take them on this barge and they take them out to a waypoint just outside of the Galapagos Islands, okay, off the coast of Peru. And they take them out there and they would leave them 100, 150 miles away from any continent, from any landmass. And all they would have is a little bit of food and a little bit of water. And these kids would be out there sometimes one week, two weeks, and sometimes they were out there forever and they were never found. And we would find them. We would stumble upon them because the ocean's a big place. But what they were hoping for is the cartels would come drug smugglers and the human traffickers from Guatemala and, and from the, the Western side of Mexico and Central America, they would come up, pick up the bars and they'd pull them in. When they pull them in, they would take them on a Mecca, a march all the way up to the Mexican border. And they walk right over where the handlers would take them underground into tunnels and then facilitate their distribution throughout the world, whether it's into sex trafficking, whether it's into slavery or whether it's into other more uh, ritualistic and, and satanic type of stuff. And yes, that does happen. And yes, it's very, very real. Well, guess what? Donald Trump comes out and says, hey, let's build a wall on our southern border. That very state and the fact that he followed through with it produced a physical deterrent where those parents in Central and South America said, well, you know what? Donald Trump said, don't come. Donald Trump put up a wall. It's going to be very hard for my child to go across that border. I'm not sending my child anymore. I'm not even going to entertain it. That right there was a physical deterrent to stop human trafficking. Human trafficking decreased by 78% under Trump by the last year of his administration. Once Joe Biden came back in, it's increased, I think, over 128%. Absol- you know, Craig uh, Sawman Sawyer, uh, former Navy SEAL Team 6 member, he was on our show. We were talking about it. It's absolutely horrifying what's happening at the border, what's happening and how these cartels are bringing drugs and heroin, illegal immigrants from other foreign countries, African nations, radicalized Muslim nations, Chinese citizens are coming over. It is more horrible than you could ever imagine, and we need to do something. And then we have this debacle that happens in Afghanistan.
0: It's the same thing, right? It's a purposeful sabotage. Same thing they're doing at the southern border. They're doing in Afghanistan. They're they're giving away kill lists. They're giving away biometric data. They're giving away eighty-five billion dollars worth of uh, advanced military equipment. They're trying to give the enemies what they need to be able to kill the thousands of Americans that are stranded there. It's like the biggest hostage situation we've had in decades or maybe in history. Uh, so is that what
1: you meant when you said, wait for the fall, see what's coming? So the fall for me, in, in my perspective of what's happening, is where the Biden administration basically um, continues to lose its credibility, continues to be like a castrated dog running around that has no idea what its instinct is. I'm Ballless, basically. And they're going to get run over. Now, I think that partially Afghanistan, if we look at this in a geopolitical situation, we know that China Joe is owned by China, the Chinese Communist Party. We know that the Chinese Communist Party is implemented with the carbon tax credit, the World Economic Forum, the bringing in of Agenda 2030. And that a lot of this in America just did it right. Joe Biden put out the executive order that America has to transfer all of its cars over to electric by the year 2030. Now, this becomes an incredibly big market. Well, what market is that? Well, rare earth metals. And one of the largest deposits of rare earth metals is in Afghanistan. And the Chinese came in and made deals with the Taliban that they'll redo their roads for access of their rare earth metals, and they'll put them in the political power. And this happened in early 2021. And look what just happened here, is that China... Funded, the Taliban's rise up. They told Joe not to do anything, to sit down, to back off. And the day that they t- took Kabul, right? China comes out and goes to Taiwan and says, told you so. The United States doesn't have your back and they're never going to have your, have your back. So you better prepare for war because we're coming for you next. Okay? China's taken over and Joe Biden doesn't care. He's a ballless SOB that needs to be removed from office. This is what we call a belligerent occupation. You get into the Q stuff. You go to 11-5, in the law of, law of war manual. This is known as a belligerent occupation. His whole administration from Kami Kamala on down. Okay. Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense. You know, there, there was rumor, I think it came out from Jack Possovic that Lloyd Austin was tired of being thrown under the bus and that they were making moves within the military. Um, You know, I don't know if that's going to happen. I haven't seen anything to indicate that you have uh, Millie who turned full commie right after Trump left. Um, You had Chris Miller who threw Trump under the bus. You know, Ezra and, and Cash. Well, Cash was actually the one who actually supported him. Cash Patel is actually one who supported him and talked very positive of him, where Ezra was kind of very on the on the road about him. But Chris Miller kind of threw Trump under the bus, especially for January 6th. And then Millie obviously comes out and says, Oh, I'm more interested in white rage than I am in what's happening with the Taliban. You know, that this is the indication of our military. This is the top general officers of our military right now. And this is a sad state of affair. Okay, you had uh uh you know, the Lieutenant Colonel from the United States Marine Corps who just came out the other day, renounced, or it's basically, uh, resigned his commission. He's the only person to come out in the United States military in the officer's ranks to come out and say, someone needs to be held accountable for this. You guys need to be responsible for this and come out and be held accountable. And he's the only one that was fired over all this whole debacle. And so when you say that we, our military might be planned, I don't see it. I don't see it. Secondly, they have a uh, a directive right now in our military that's going to go out there, and they want to vaccinate the majority of our military before September 15th. You have to understand, if you go into the, the, the adverse reaction database systems that are out there, that are public knowledge, and you start looking, you're seeing 400, 700 percent the amount of adverse reactions to this vaccine, to these vaccines, than any other vaccine in history. The number of deaths is astronomical. OK, the number of adverse reactions is astronomical. And if we just take into account the adverse reactions and that a blunt of the military is going to be vaccinated at the same time. And we account for three to seven percent of those people who are going to be vaccinated are going to have adverse reactions and get sick. We just compromise our whole national security state and our militaristic right. state. That's our country like is now a red line. Right. That's it. I mean, not
0: only that, Josh, don't you think that the vaccine is it's not just a one off. You have an adverse reaction. This is genetic manipulation. This is a long game. And this is why they want to keep on with the booster shots, right? They want to keep on manipulating the DNA.
1: So go look at uh, go look up chickens and Merrick's disease. So you have people like Dr. Robert Malone. You have people like uh, Dr. Wirt uh, uh, Vandenbosch, who's a German virologist. They're coming out and calling the COVID vaccine a leaky vaccine. And basically what that means is that there's problems with And the way it was explained to me by professionals and virologists is think about a football team, right? You have the defense, right? You have the, uh, let's just say that our vaccine is the offensive line, right? Our immune system is the whole offense. And our objective is to stop the defense from getting in. Well, COVID is the middle linebacker. And see what the vaccine does is it takes the whole front of the line, the guards and the tackles and the center, and says, you guys now focus on the middle linebacker. Right, but specifically on the middle linebacker. See, the rest of our immune system immune system is non-specified. It means that, you know, the running back can sit there and focus on anybody in the defense that he wants to. He doesn't have to focus just in the middle linebacker. But see, what happens is, is the line It congests everything in the center and blocks our actual immunity from getting through and stopping all these variants that create. So when one of these variants goes through, breaks through the line and infects our system, that person who's vaccinated has certain antigens which are going to help. They might not get as sick, but it produces a secondary mutation in them. And then we have what's called an animal reservoir right? This means that the coronavirus can transfer to an animal, a dog, a cat, different types of animals. And so there's no natural remedy to kill it naturally. And so introducing a vaccine in the middle of a pandemic is one of the worst damn things that you can do. It's a pre- preventive measure. It's not a treatment. It's not a cure. It's never meant to be used in this. And the professionals who created the mRNA vaccine, or some of the leading uh, immunologists in the world are coming out screaming at the top of their lungs, stop now this is going to be a major problem and you're going to get what's happens with the chickens, Merrick's disease. Basically Merrick's disease came about to protect chickens from certain bacteria. Well, it was a leaky vaccine. What happened is it made the chickens completely dependent upon a continuous state of vaccines for the rest of their right. life. The moment you get rid of that, that's very die.
0: profitable for, for big pharma, right? Just keep people coming in, keep getting your shots. Yep. Uh, if you look at Israel, like Israel has the highest uh, percentage uh, vaccinated people in the world. And uh, that's where they have so-called breakthrough cases of the variants. I mean, it's like, there's a huge correlation between the percentage of the vaccinated and the, you know, these, these so-called breakthrough cases. So it seems to be these vaccinated people are spreading, spreading everything more than anyone else.
1: Well, you know, kind of that's initially what the data was showing. Um, we can go to, um, uh, I, I think it was, uh, the county in Massachusetts, the CDC actually did their study on. They looked at about 380 people over the course of a weekend um, that were attending certain public events in this county. Sixty nine percent of them had been vaccinated um, after the weekend. What they found is uh, three out of every four, 74 percent of all the vaccinated people became ill with a covid with the Delta variant. And so that was just enough for me to start looking into this even more. So I actually went to the the uh, the GISAID data. This is WHO sponsored data from um from from the world from reported countries. Um and what you look at is you look at the African nations and this is actually funny because uh, FT.com the Financial Times actually had an article out there and they were saying that um South Africa which has a 3% vaccination rate has 93% of their cases as the Delta variant. And so I went to their actual source of the data on a actual UN website promoted by the WHO, right? And I'm looking at the data and it shows that they have over 13,000 active COVID cases, only 208 Delta variant cases. This is a few weeks ago. And I go, well, that's not 95 or 96%. That's far from it. So I started investigating. Well, the graph I looked at, it shows that there's a direct correlation between vaccinated and Delta variant. And that there's an indirect or there's a direct correlation between healthy people, people who are not getting the Delta variant, and the unvaccinated. To give you an example, South Africa has a population of approximately 60 million people. Okay, They had less than 3% vaccinated at the time of this study. Okay, They only had 13,000 COVID cases in the whole country and less than 200 Delta variant. UK has a population of approximately 67 million, only 7 million more than South Africa. Okay, they have a 68 percent population of vaccinated population at the time of this study. Out of the 68 percent, guess what? They had 38,000 cases of the Delta variant. Okay, that is a that is a direct correlation between the vaccine and the Delta variant. We can show this through every country if you start looking at the data. You know, I've been doing this for a while, so I know kind of where to look and how to look at it. And we have doctors that we work with. We have nurses that we work with. We have nurses that are sending us hospital data. I mean, this stuff is real and they're lying about it. They are directly lying about it and promulgating disinformation, propaganda, and lies on mainstream media. And big tech is censoring everybody who's telling the truth and, and disseminating everybody who's not.
0: There's the short term game. And then there's the long term when you start looking at the sterilizations and the miscarriages. Uh, so, so if this was designed by an enemy, uh, to try to depopulate our, our population or our military, I mean, um, uh, th- that's pretty crazy. Uh, we, we gotta, <laughs> I mean, I've never vaccinated my child. I'm never getting vaccinated. It's getting to the point now where even if there are legitimate vaccines, I just don't trust the institutions mm-hmm. enough to actually be willing to ever get one again. Uh, so now we have we have Trump, you know, bragging about the vaccines. Do you, do you see any you know five D chess there? I mean, what, why is why do you think Operation Warp Speed happened, and what was the strategy there? any, any thoughts?
1: I, I think it is a, a methodology of psychological warfare that Trump comes out, and you got to remember what Trump did. Um, I, I, and this is my honest opinion. I don't know if this is true or not, but we know that Trump at the last month of his administration, he was basically being blackballed by the people that he, he makes a decision and he tells these people and it's their job to do it. They just said, no, they weren't going to help. Him. And so he basically got blackballed the last part of his administration from what I've heard from my sources. And so what we can look at is potentially that he was pushed into doing this vaccine. He knew what was coming. He knew he wasn't going to win the election, that he wasn't going to he wasn't going to be allowed to win the election. Let me rephrase that. That they were going to take the election from him. That they were going to they were going to go after him legally, right? And so what he did is he said, you know, and this is also the thing is he tried to stop the vaccine from happening. You have to understand this is that the FDA's under the EUA, emergency use authorization standardization, okay? If there is an effective treatment For an illness in a pandemic, a vaccine cannot be approved under emergency use authorization. So even though he was pushing for Operation Warfare, the creation of this, he came out and said, oh, hydroxychloroquine, right? Which is an effective treatment against COVID. Absolutely 100% because other countries are using it right now. Japan was using it. I think South South Africa and a few other countries are using it. And then from there, it leads to ivermectin. And ivermectin is a big one right now. Because ivermectin doesn't even stop COVID, but there's indications that ivermectin is is becoming this this, uh, potential to treat cancer. And the reason being is because of what it does. So you got to remember, mRNA vaccines, they have to communicate. They have to get their genetic material into the nucleus of the cell. Well, this happens because what's known as a cargo transport, basically proteins that transport into the nucleus of the cell. Ivermectin stops that. It interferes with that process. So basically what happens is the virus dies of attrition. It can't transport and replicate. So it just dies off. Well, guess what? Cancer uses the same process.
0: Yeah. And there isn't a more, you know, there isn't more MSM propaganda against any other medicine right
1: now than Impermectin. That's right. If you look at that, you see the FDA article. Oh, people are going out there. Don't take horse medicine. Yeah, don't take horse medicine. Don't take horse medicine. And then Dr. Robert Malone comes out and says, Pilform, Ivermectin, utilized to to treat uh, river blindness and many other parasitic infections in humans is FDA approved for humans. And the FDA is coming out and saying it's only a horse medicine. This is propaganda at the highest level. This is Joseph Goebbels' freaking fourth right being established right here throughout the world. We're seeing it in other countries that already lost their gun rights, people. They already lost their gun rights in Australia right now, the UK. It is horrific what is happening there. And one of my friends, Max Hegan, he's in Australia. He's not seeing the blunt of it, but he's saying that it's starting to get really, really bad out there. Canada got a lot of friends and patriots in Canada. It's starting to get bad out there. One of the only reasons that it's not hitting home, that it's not having the effect that it is right here in the United States and we have a fighting chance is because James Madison, Federalist Paper, forty-six. Do you remember what he said in this? He said he gave you the four steps to curb a tyrannical and oppressive government if it ever shall occur. The first one is disquietude from the populace. The second one is civil disobedience from the populace. These are the two most important things that everybody out there listening right now can do. Disquietude, get a soapbox, stand up, and speak your mind. Know your facts and state them. Tell people, wake people up, let them know what's going on, or at least how you know it and understand it. The next one is civil disobedience. I don't mean violent action. I don't mean go out there and create an insurgency, right? What I'm talking about is going out there and saying, hey, look, let's shut down all the trucking routes. Let's go on strike. The nurses go on strike. 911 departments go on strike. The police force goes on strike. Civil disobedience. Don't comply. Don't wear a mask. Don't comply. Don't comply. Show up at your school board meetings and tell them, look, you guys are done we're recalling you right now. Well, you have to go, no, we're recalling you right now. I can get the majority. I can get a petition of the majority. We can come in here and we can remove you from office because guess what? In every state constitution, right? So article two, section one, the Colorado constitution says that I can govern my life as a sovereign and independent state away from the state that I live in, and that I, the people, have the ability to remove the government whenever I see fit. Whenever I see fit. Not through petition. Not through asking the government if I can recall them or take their power away. No. When I see fit. You need to consent to the consent of the government. It's a principle. That's it. That we just need
0: to understand.
1: You know, and for everybody out there, you have to understand that they, we are Right now in this world, and Sean, I think we've gotten into this before. We start talking about what happened in 1865 with Abraham Lincoln and the 13th Amendment. We start talking about the Act of 1871. And if you're a lawyer out there, you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to this This is bullshit. I'm telling you this is not bullshit. We live in a contractual state of slavery, and I can show people exactly this. Do you remember Indiana University that just happened? And uh, Amy Comey Barrett came down and shot down the case for mandatory vaccines from the students, and they cited the 14th Amendment. And she said that the 14th Amendment does not grant you that authority, right? Right. So this is what you have to understand. Go read the 14th Amendment and see what it says. It says that a person born in the United States becomes a citizen and is therefore under the jurisdiction of that and has rights to the privileges and immunities of that. Do you have privileges as an American citizen? No, you have freedoms, not privileges. But guess what? The legal definition of a person is a legal entity as identified as a legal entity. And so the Fourth Amendment is what we should be proclaiming here because the Fourth Amendment says the people have uh, the right to be secure in that. their person. That's
0: exactly why the Constitution didn't say persons. They said that's people. Right.
1: They <laughs> said the they people were- have the right to be secure in their person against unreasonable searches and seizures. When you want to put a vaccine in my body, you are seizing my body unconstitutionally. You are infringing on my Fourth Constitutional Amendment rights. And here's the thing, define mandate. How do you define mandate? The directive or command coming down to an inferior power. Are the people the inferior power? No, No, we are the superior power that gives the consent of the governed, which means that a mandate coming down from a governor, coming down from the president only is applicable to who they oversee in their administration, which means the government. That's it.
0: Right. So there needs to be a wake up. And I I feel strongly about veterans in the military here, um, especially active duty when it comes to lawful orders, because people take an oath to protect it and defend the Constitution. Right. So uh, we got to get get straight on our on our principles here. Uh, So to wrap up the show uh, anything else you want to talk about this coming up this fall? Um, do you see that the white hats have, have any ammunition there? Because I talked about Durham. I talked about Clinton foundation, talked about the audits, you know, um, talked about, you know, military intervention, uh, any thoughts. So what do we have on our side to, to fight against this tyranny?
1: Let me put it this way, Sean, they have power and they're never giving it back. It doesn't matter what Durham does. It doesn't matter what the Patriots do. They will destroy this planet before they ever relinquish power again. After what Trump did in 2016, they are never going to let anybody outside of their system ever enter it. We are on their watch now. We are playing the game by their rules. And it is time for us to stop waiting for somebody To come and save us, to stop waiting for somebody to come and do something, and for us to unite as one people, for us to reestablish that consent of the government and reestablish our freedoms as independent from the state that provide the consent for the state to govern us. You know, Q had it the best, is it doesn't matter if you go in and put Donald Trump in the system. The system is so corrupt that it'll beat off Donald Trump, and that's exactly what it did. Is you have to take the whole system down, you have to tear it all yeah. down, and bring it all the way back to its foundation and reestablish it from the core. We need a constitutional convention of the states of where the people are in charge of what happens next. We need to ban, disband our federal charter and reestablish a new one under the principles of the founding fathers in the United States Constitution. That's what needs to happen.
0: Every analyst that I've been talking to says that this is a war for keeps. This is not some kind of skirmish. This is not some kind of you know temporary shifting of power. This is something that it has to be a complete and total uh, destruction of the enemy for it to actually be effective at all. And so I- I'm with you there. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up, Josh?
1: Yeah, guys, listen, um, we're in the middle of World War III and 90% of the global population has no clue it's time to wake people up. It's time to be very vocal. It's time to understand how to go about and, and disseminate information, how to understand information as it comes into our brains. Um, if anybody's interested in joining us, we do a, a live podcast uh, seven days a week. We have multiple different things that we do. Um, Monday through Thursday, we do kind of like this type of show right here, a political podcast. It's called The Daily Dose. Um, it streams live on about 10 different channels. You can find it at redpills.tv. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV. That's us. Um, And then Friday night, we kind of go and have a lot of uh, different types of, we kind of just take a break from all the political stuff because you can't do this five days a week. But we have a lot of fun on the weekends. And then we have our own private social network. So if anybody is interested in joining our private social network, it's completely free to join. Um, It'll say choose a plan. It's free. It's um, www.socialredpill.com. Or you can go to redpills.tv slash social. That'll take you there too. Um, But we got 7,000 people, 7,000 patriots that are out there on our platform that are fighting every day. They're fighting to to get audits in their states. They're fighting to get the truth out. They're they're fighting to retain their sovereignty and their freedom and to save America from this horrific scourge that is behest upon us, man. And so I'm here fighting the good fight. We're doing this every day of the week. And I uh, just... Wanted to thank you guys for having us on.
0: You bet. We thank you for your service to, to our country as a veteran and also for what you're doing, waking people up really appreciate it. And I also want to make sure that we give a shout out to our sponsor sovereign advisors, uh, because I know you believe in gold and precious metals and and we do as well here. So I just want to put, say that there's a free consultation down in the description with sovereign advisors. Thank you so much, Josh, looking forward to being on your show later. And, uh, Uh, we'll have you back on the program. We'll we'll see how this unfolds. You know, we got to keep on waking up the masses and, and I still have hope. I still believe that we can do something. We can't give up hope. It's, It's just, it's not an option at this point. So thank you, Josh, for coming on and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, Sean. Thank you guys. Take care.